So glad you came to join us this Sunday morning. Uh, today is Thanksgiving Sunday. This is the day uh, before the, the day on Thursday where we come and we come join together as a family to celebrate the Lord and to celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to give an opportunity uh, for those gathered here. If you wanted to express Thanksgiving to the Lord, uh, we're going to have a short time to be able to do that. But before that, I wanted to share just a couple thoughts about Thanksgiving. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was over at my cousin's house. Uh, they just had a baby boy. Uh, so I guess it's my nephew, but it's technically first cousin once removed, whatever that means. But uh, I have a picture of my, my nephew here, my nephew Dylan. <laughs> this was at his 100-day party. Uh, so in the Korean culture, we celebrate the 100-day party. So we were at this party, and Susan and I were there. And it's interesting, because my uh, cousin is younger, so a whole bunch of younger folks in there, and so a lot of babies and young ones, and Susan and I were like, okay, we're just going to sit back here. But it kind of brought back memories of when Isaac and Eden were young, and they were babies. And uh, they were talking about, because I remember all the parents were talking about sleep, and I'm putting them on a schedule, and like all the difficulties, and da, da, da. And it reminded me, too, of like, especially my son, he had a lot of problems with sleep. So it was a struggle for us to, to get him down at night. And I remember as he started getting older, you know, he would sleep at night and then he would take like three naps during the day and slowly they started going to less and less. I remember like going through the nap time and him not wanting to take a nap. And I felt like, oh, it's okay if he doesn't take a nap. Maybe it'll make him more tired so it'll be easier for him to sleep at night because that was so hard for us. Um, but it didn't seem to work. And then when I read something that really helped change it for me, and I, the phrase that I read was, sleep begets sleep. Have you ever heard that? For babies, it says sleep begets sleep. So that means when they're sleeping, it actually helps them to sleep more. So when we were trying to bypass his nap, that was actually a harmful thing. That wasn't actually helpful for him to sleep at night. So we were make sure he was get his regular naps because sleep begets sleep. And you might think, what does that have to do with Thanksgiving? I think the same principle applies to Thanksgiving, is Thanksgiving begets Thanksgiving. When we set our minds and our hearts on Thanksgiving, it produces more Thanksgiving. Uh, Pastor Barry did this exercise with the staff uh, a few months ago, and he had us write down 50 things we are thankful for, right? And I remember when he first introduced that exercise, I'm like, 50 things? <laughs> Right? But it was interesting, as we were going through the exercise, I had a hard time going through it. Like, at first few, like, okay, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and then you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know? But as I kept thinking more about things I'm thankful for, I eventually filled out the whole list. Well, I wanted to do just kind of like a mini version of that this morning. So uh, the slips of paper that you have are to write down things that you're thankful for. So I'm going to... We're going to set a timer for one minute, and your goal is to write down 20 things you are thankful for in one minute. Okay, 20 things you're thankful for. Okay, ready? Begin.
Okay, one minute is up. How'd you guys do? Were you guys able to get 20 things down in one minute? I tried to do a number that I thought would be kind of challenging, and I think that one of the things that I saw, like I said, I mentioned when we're doing this exercise, is that in the beginning, you start thinking of a lot of things quickly, but eventually it starts getting more difficult to think about things that we're thankful for. And I think uh, one of the changes in my perspective is to have the mentality of being thankful, not just for a day or a season, but as a lifestyle, that we want to set our hearts to things that we're thankful for. Let's look at a package, package that I think, package, a passage <laughs> that will hopefully help illustrate that. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 17. I think what we'll see in Luke chapter 17 will be helpful. Oh, if you have your pens, can you uh, pass that down to the aisle? In Luke 17, I think we're going to see a couple principles here about Thanksgiving that'll help us do that and make Thanksgiving not just a day, but a, a lifestyle in our life. Let's take a look at this passage in Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. Okay, this is... Uh, starting verse 11, it says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When, they, when he saw them, he said, Go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Okay, let's stop here and pause for a moment and look at what's happening. So in this passage, we have 10 lepers who are going to Jesus and asking him to show pity on them. Uh, so I think to understand really what's happening in this passage, you have to put yourself in the mindset of what's happening during this time. And during Jesus's time uh, and in the Old Testament period, the, the lepers were considered outcasts. They were considered unclean. Because of the, the skin disease that they had, they were considered ceremonially unclean. And they could actually make other people ceremonially unclean. So when they were going around in the community, they had to actually shout out to people going uh, all around them saying, unclean, unclean, as a warning. As a warning that they were coming by and they could potentially make you unclean. This is the kind of life that they had to live. In fact, they couldn't live within, if the city was in a walled community, they could not live in the walled community. They had to live on the outskirts. They had to live away from their community, away from their family. This is the life of those that are experiencing leprosy during this time period. So imagine these people coming to Jesus. So Jesus is saying, and look what Jesus says to them. Uh, in verse 14, he said he saw these 10 lepers and he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. What he's referring to is actually the uh, ordinance written in Leviticus 14 about those who have leprosy. Those who have leprosy are supposed to go to the priest. So, for example, if I was a priest in the Old Testament time, I would be like a gatekeeper. I would be like a health inspector. So a leper would come to me and I would inspect them to see if they were uh, indeed had leprosy or if they were uh, healed and could get restored back to the community. So when Jesus is talking to them, he's referring to this Old Testament command in Leviticus 14 and when he says, go show yourself to the priest. What's interesting here is, if you read the passage, he has not healed them. He's telling them, go to show yourself to the priest, but he hasn't done anything yet. So these 10 lepers, when they hear Jesus' command, they're going to go to the, 10, they're going to go to the priest, even though they haven't been healed. 
The question is, why would they do that? Why would they go to the priest knowing that they still have leprosy? Why would they go to him? They might have been to the priest in the past, and when they were there in the past, they would have got diagnosed with leprosy and then have had the consequences of having the disease. Why would they go? They're going in faith. They're going in faith. And I think this is one of the things that uh, the Lord's been speaking to me lately is a lot of times we want to see God do something first and then respond. A lot of times we want to see him act and show us something, show us a sign, give us a direction, try to do, wait until he acts first before we respond. And I think one of the things we can see from this passage is that these people did not wait. They did not wait until they were healed. They did not wait until Jesus had healed their leprosy. They responded first. What happened after they responded? Look at verse 14. But Jesus said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And as they were walking, as they went, what happened? They were cleansed. This is how faith works. Faith is confidence and assurance and things hoped for and things not yet seen. They were acting in faith. And God responds to their faith. As they were walking to the priest to show themselves to him, God healed them. God healed them. What's interesting is the second half of the passage. Let's look at verse 15. Verse 15 says, One of those ten lepers, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, it's interesting because I described the background of what is happening with the leper. The leper, the reason that they're going to show themselves as the priest is because they're finally going to get restored back to their family and to their community that they've been outcast from. So they're on their way to go to the priest. They've been cleansed. They're excited. They're going to go tell the priest, hey, look, it's gone. I get to come back. One of the ten doesn't go to the priest. What does he do? He goes back to Jesus. He goes back to Jesus to give thanks. And when he comes back to Jesus to give thanks, look at what Jesus says. He says, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, look at what he says. He says, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, that's interesting what Jesus says because hasn't he already been made well? When Jesus tells him to go, go show themselves to the priest, they're walking to go show, them, show themselves to the priest and they're already healed. That's why he's going back to Jesus is to give thanks because he's already healed. What is Jesus talking about in verse 19 when he says, rise, get up, your faith has made you well? I believe he's saying, not only are you physically made well, I think you are emotionally and spiritually now made well. His physical was already taken care of as he was walking and showing himself to the priest. But because he went back to God and recognized him and showed himself to him and gave thanks to him, he was made whole and complete. Not just physically made well, but emotionally and spiritually made well. How did that happen? Through thanksgiving. 
through thanksgiving. And we'll close with this last point. We look up here, it says, giving thanks is more important than what we're thankful for. Giving thanks, recognizing God, recognizing the one who's giving the things that we're thankful for is more important than the gifts we receive. It's more important the blessings that we have is recognizing the one who is blessing us, is recognizing God, recognizing him, recognizing who he is, recognizing what he's done, recognizing that he is present in our life. This is what produces thanksgiving in our life. When we don't make it about our circumstances, when we don't make it about what he's giving, but we make it about him and who he is. That's how we can make this a regular part of our lives because we can always be thankful for him. No matter what is happening, no matter what is going on, no matter how many difficult things we're going through, one thing is always true. We can always be thankful for him. Always. That's why I feel like giving thanks is more important than what we're thankful for because when you recognize God, when you recognize him, something gets released. For the, the leper who came back, he was made whole. All these things internally got healed and addressed and he was made whole because he came back to recognize the one who did the healing. So I wanted to give us just a, a short time. I know time is running late, but I wanted to give us a short time because one of the things that we make a tradition here at Catalyst is we want to give a time for our church body to do this, to give thanks. So I wanted to just open up our time. We're going to have just a short period where if you feel like, even while I'm talking up here, if you feel like God is putting certain things on your heart, and in your mind that you want to give thanks to the Lord for. We just want to give you an opportunity. So uh, I'm going to step down and we're going to just open up these sides on the right and the left. If you feel like you wanted to give thanks, just come up, introduce yourself and uh, share what things that you're thankful for. morning everybody I didn't think I would be coming up this morning but I am really thankful to the Lord for um, taking care of my mom she was in the hospital for four days and initially we thought she was gonna go but she's come home and she's doing laundry and so I, I just want to thank our Wednesday night prayer group that Pastor Barry leads because amazing miraculous things happen and for those who come out I'm just thankful that you know we all get to pray and lift different people up so thank you Pastor Barry. I told you Barry I was going to come up for this one. All right, so here's Thanksgiving, and here I am again, <laughs> kind of standard. Um, and so I'm going to take about five minutes. I apologize if it goes a little bit long, but I'm going to try to tell a story. So this actually goes back to probably about seven years ago. And so some of you might have heard this before, but 
I was feeling very strongly at the retreat, it just something came over me. I feel like I needed to share this again because of what it's meant to me now. So about, I've been coming to Catalyst about nine years now. And you know, when I first started coming here, I used to sit in the back over there in the back left. And you know, I, I knew I wanted more. I knew I was searching for something. So then I would sit back there and I'd be watching the people. You know, I'd like to watch what was going on. You see people raising their hands during worship, people praying for people. There was some crazy dude with a feather in his hat, hair jumping around the auditorium one day, and I'm not going to call him out, Bob, but it was just very, <laughs> I, and I didn't get it, but I wanted it, right? I didn't understand it, but I knew I wanted that. I, wa I wanted to understand it. So about a year and a half goes by, nothing. I'm still sitting in the back, still feeling the same thing, still not sure, still having doubts, still having questions, and I remember sitting back there thinking, I'm, I'm done. I think I need to stop going to church. I'm just going to take a break from Catalyst and maybe I'll start going again another time. So this is in my head, I'm thinking about it, I'm still watching what's going on in the worship, and it's saying here, oh, what a bummer, she's not here, okay. But anyways, this is at a time when, how many of you know saying? We know who saying is, right? How many of you remember when she used to play on the worship team? She used to play bass. She was on your team, I think. Um, so yeah, she used to be there and play, play bass. So I remember I was sitting in the back, and while in my head I'm thinking, I'm gonna stop going. This is my last time going. Sang's up there, she's playing, and all of a sudden she puts down her bass. This is in the middle of worship. She's on the stage playing. She puts her bass down, goes down the stage, and starts running up the, that side of the auditorium. And, you know, of course, like anyone else, I'm thinking, man, she must really have to use the restroom really badly. <laughs> but that wasn't the case. So then, you know, she, she passed out of my sight of vision, and I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, I'm done. I'm leaving. Oh, there's Matt. Hey, Matt. Um, so anyways... And all of a sudden, I get a tap on my shoulder, and it was saying. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? She goes, well, can I pray for you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So she prayed for me, and honestly, I don't remember anything she said. <laughs> Even like probably five minutes after it happened, I didn't remember. But I, what I remember was, what, what, what just happened? That was pretty strange. I, Matt was sitting near me. I asked Matt, hey, Matt, was that planned? Did, did say no, she was going to come pray for me? And... She said, no, sometimes she just gets like that. I'm like, okay. So after service, I asked her, so saying, you know, you prayed for him. What was that about? What, what prompted that? And she just said, well, she was playing, and my name kept popping up in her head. And she just felt like, you know, I, I think I was supposed to pray for you. And she was questioning, like, right now, really, right now? But she did it. She put her base down. She ran up and prayed for me. And from that, what that did was that made me realize, oh, you know, maybe I do need to still keep coming to church. Maybe Catalyst is the place for me. And I kept coming. The next week, I joined a small group. I'm, of all things, I joined a small group. And, and when you think about it, at that point, that was a huge blessing, right? If the fruit of that act, the one act of obedience, um, I stayed, I kept going to Catalyst. I um, joined a small group. And I felt like I was, I was ready. I was ready for more. Fast forward to the retreat seven years later. And it just hit me again, like, wow, here I still am. And from that, because Sang was sitting near me, it just kind of made me rethink about it. And then I think about, you know, that's an awesome story from that, like, seven years ago where it kept me coming. That's a, I mean, the fruit of that one act was amazing. But it made me reflect on, here I am seven years later, and now look at all the fruit that's been produced by this one act, where, you know, many of you may not know, but I did get married about two years ago. <laughs> I never announced it, and I still, here it is, hey, I got married two years ago. 
So. I don't know, I just don't say things like that, I don't know. I mean, if you see me wearing a ring, you can know, but you know, you wouldn't know. Um, and here I am with my wife, Sammy, raise your hand, please. And when I, I'm so thankful for that act from, from Sam, because if not for that, Sammy and I wouldn't be here. We probably, I, I, I believe we'd probably still be married, maybe, probably. But, but now we have, I mean, we're making a, we're making a conscious effort to try to have God be more part of our lives. Um, I'm doing the best I can to show grace in our marriage. Mark, thank you. I know you're helping me. It's a daily struggle. Daily struggle. But I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to show grace the way God shows us grace. And that wouldn't be here if not for saying, if not for that one act. I look at Sean. Sean's now part of the youth group. And because of that, Sean and Kimmy, had, they went to this great retreat, and it gave Sammy and I a chance to get away <laughs> for a weekend. <laughs> So another thing I'm thankful for. Um, and who knows who he's going to impact. I look at Kimiko. You know, Kimiko is one of the um, leaders of the youth group. She's president of her Christian club at church. She's looking to get into ministry. And I think about that. Think about where she is now and the people that she has a chance to impact because of the one simple act that Sane did where she ran down the stage and she said a prayer for me. Because if not for that, I, I, I can almost guarantee I wouldn't probably wouldn't still be here. So when I think about that, I'm just so thankful for that. I was thankful for it seven years ago, but as I was sitting in the retreat, it just made me realize I needed to, to really acknowledge it again and acknowledge just how grateful and thankful I am to saying, I wish she was here. I see Matt, but I'm sure she's with Joshua someplace. Um, just how thankful I am for that one act. So if you ever, I'm, I'm, I'm not teared up to preach or anything. It's, that's just not me. But just if you're feeling an a desire, a thing that you want to go pray for someone, just do it. Because I'm sure Sang had no idea what impact it would have. Um, and, we're, and we haven't, the, the crazy thing is, we haven't even seen the full impact. It's, it's, it's going to be something that's going to be carrying on for probably years, long past when I'm gone. So I'm really thankful for that. I'm, th I'm, I'm thankful that I'm part of this church family. I'm sorry I don't talk to more people. I just, that's not me. I don't talk too much. But, um, <laughs> but that's how it is. But just, I'm really thankful for that. So just, that was it. Thank you. Oh. All right, I'm, I want to tell you that I'm thankful for, uh, for no and shut up, okay? And the reason why, um, so I've been through some things, and I have 100%, 200%, 1,000% come to know God's love and his impact um, in my life, in my family. I've seen it in generations, and I've seen it here. So if you're here and you're new and you're like, yeah, there's a lot of weirdos in this church, you know, these weirdos have really good stories. <laughs> so you should really get to know them because there's a reason why they're weird, okay? It's because of the freedom that they've experienced to express that openly and not feel any shame. Um, but what I want to tell you about was I'm thankful for no and shut up because despite all of these good blessings and these good things, um, you're going you're gonna to go through some periods, you're going to hear some stuff. And um, Mindy Tangen just shared at our women's crafting event, which was amazing. Um, she shared this story and it just reminded me, it doesn't matter sometimes well, it matters. It always matters what your relationship is with God, but you're still going to come up against struggling times. And you're going to hear things, sometimes repeatedly over and over in your head, that are not true. 
And so that is when I'm thankful for no and shut up because you tell them no, <laughs> those thoughts like, oh, you're not that great, you kind of suck, uh, people at work don't value you, or you're, you're not having enough impact, whatever it is. Um, and I see this in world philosophy where people are trying to empower others and say, you know, you are enough and things, but this is really true. God says you're enough and he loves you the way you are and he's made you the way you are and he knows exactly where you stand right now. And he knows all of the dark and all of the light that's coming. Okay, he sees the big picture. And so you have to be able to say no and shut up to the lies so that you can keep pushing forward because that's going to keep holding you back and trying to steal that and rob you. So you have to be able to say that and you have to be able to call it out in others around you. Say that's not true. So, and I thank you guys for being examples and for sharing your stories so that I can remember to say no and shut, shut up when I'm supposed to. <laughs> not to your kids, but yeah. <laughs> So I have to do this quick. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, something that like, God's been really pressing on my heart is that each day I get to choose to rejoice. Um, like even if it's like, like in the song, yes I will. Even if we're in the lowest valley, we can lift Him high. Well, I'm out of breath. Sorry. <gasps> I ran. I ran here and I don't exercise. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um, and for the past few years in high school, um, God has really been showing me that every day is Thanksgiving, and I don't need to wait for like the actual day to be thankful for Him. And He's also been like showing me recently, don't wait till Easter to remember what I have done for you. Um, like with the with what Jesus did on the cross for us, like He was like suffering so much uh, with all the physical pain, but He still chose to love the people that was hurting Him. And he still chose to love us. Even like for us, it's so hard to love other people when they try putting us down or when they're irritating us maybe. But like God like still chooses to love us even when we fail, even when we make mistakes. He, has to do, he, he still wants to work in our lives and draws closer to him. And I'm just super thankful for that, um, just for his um, unending love. So I think it's like really important to like never forget what he did for us. As Christians, we hear it so many times. Jesus died on the cross for us. But do we really believe it? Do we really understand the weight that that holds? So, yeah, God's been showing me a lot um, about that. And sorry, I'm still out of breath. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, God's also like, he, it's just so fun to be a son or daughter of Christ. It's so fun. And when we really step into our identities as sons and daughters, it's just life is so much more fulfilling. Um, so, yeah, God is good. And I'm super thankful for him. Maybe it sounds cliche, but it's something we can't forget to do. So, yeah. Surprise, there's high schoolers in an adult service. Uh, sorry, I'm a little sick right now. <laughs> I'm in the back doing visuals, so I'm putting up the slides. But... <laughs> So I'm a little sick right now. First, I'm thankful for my dad making me a hot water and honey. <laughs> um, but I'm here to share uh, what I'm thankful for that people may overlook. Um, I'm a junior in high school, so I'm studying American history, and I'm thankful for our founding fathers, 
I'm thankful for democracy, for freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press. We wouldn't be here if it was for them. We wouldn't be celebrating, worshiping together if um, Benjamin Franklin didn't write um, a really long script just by hand. <laughs> um, I don't really know who else wrote it besides John Adams. Um, but um, <laughs> they wrote all of that knowing people would be against whatever they had to say, but they did it for the good in everyone else, for um, the future, for us, for, for our future. And that's what I'm thankful for. Service is going to go long today, guys. So I just kind of want to read my list and highlight one of them. Um, I got to 14. I know it's not a competition, but I just wanted to put that out there. <clears throat> I put God, the Bible, my husband, Don and Nancy, kids, car, house, and then like I kind of went deep. Um, I'm very thankful for the deliverance team, my Catalyst family, uh, the forgiveness to my parents, um, Valley Christian Elementary, which is um, my son is getting a Christian education, my voice, my past, my vulnerability. So those were um, my list. But I really wanted to highlight um, the Bible. So I was really, really addicted to TV and my phone, and um, God kept putting on my heart, um, you need to give it up. But I mean, I was truly addicted, hours and hours, hours of watching trash. And then finally, I put a sheet over my TV while everyone was gone, and um, he just started speaking to me, and it was amazing. And I picked up the Bible. And he literally transformed, he transforms the Bible into a reality show for me every single day where I don't want to put it down. Like, it's hilarious. Like, we're reading Judges right now. And it's so descriptive. Like, I, I, f I forgot Ehud maybe went in um, to the king and he said, I have a secret message for you. And the Bible said the king was fat. Like, why? I loved it. I was like, yes, I have a picture. But it was so important. And then it was like, he, and then he grabs the dagger from his leg and stabs the king. And it says the king was so fat that the dagger, the fat gobbled the dagger up. Like, the handle was gone. Like, how is that boring? Right? I could sit here and tell you story and story stories of the Bible, and they are amazing. And I just really wanted to put that out there that I'm so thankful that 
once you obey and you cut whatever you need to cut from your life, that God's like, cut it, and you do it, he will give you 10 times, something 10 times better. And luckily for me, it's his word, and that um, that's the only weapon he gave us to fight the enemy, and I will truly use that every single day, and I love it, and he literally speaks to you personally through the Bible, and you can read Judges and get something different for yourself, but I just really encourage you guys. <laughs> I just really encourage you guys to read your Bibles. That thing is amazing, and not from your phone, and I mean, if that's how you need to get started, do it, but um, the study Bible really has helped me and uh, to get a partner, so I'm really thankful for the Bible. Okay, so um, I'm really thankful for my family. Um, just everybody sitting right there. And um, Thank you. oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so um, ever since I've been out of out of youth, so I guess like what four years, um, it's been really rough. But my family has been like super supportive and just always there. And you know, and um, a lot of times I would go out and like you know either stay out late or like buy things like you know spend so much money on food and coffee and it's like it might sound kind of wrong but spending time with the family is so free and it's <laughs> and it's like awesome and so <laughs> um and I'm so appreciative and thankful for that because they're they always make me laugh and it's like they're really supportive and they're not afraid to really be real with me especially like when I need to hear things that maybe I don't want to hear but needs to be said and they're just so good of like talking with me about that and just being really straight up with me. And I love that so much. And I appreciate that so much. And they're just really supportive, especially through like all the things that we've um, had to deal with as a family. You know, it's just so awesome that we're still so loving and caring towards one another. And I'm just so thankful for that. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Uh, I thought it was interesting that a lot of the younger folks were coming to share today. That's one of the things that I feel like God's highlighting is the next generation. So I just want to really affirm you guys uh, for those that are here. Uh, I want to invite the worship team to come up. Uh, I know it's running late, but I really feel like this would not be a Thanksgiving Sunday if we didn't really give thanks to God and worship him. So let me close our time right now in prayer and then let's lead us to our time of uh, worship. Lord, we want to recognize you this day. We want to recognize you. We want to say that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights from above. That all the things that are happening in our life are things that point to you. So help us to recognize you. Help us to honor you. Help us to see that the things that are going on in our lives reveal who you are in your nature and that you are good. That you are good. So I pray that we could set our hearts on you this morning. Set our hearts on you. Set our hearts as to say that we're thankful for you no matter what we're going through. We're thankful for you. So I pray that this morning we could declare with our hearts and our voices and our minds and our hearts and our spirits. 
I pray that we would declare our thanksgiving for you and declare you are good this morning. Thank you, Lord. Pray these things in your name. Amen.